You're listening to Real Crime, the Movie Sleuth Podcast. In honor of Scott, I decided not to talk over her. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we talk over her all the time. We do. We're back, episode 99. 99. Next week is the big episode. It is. 100. 100, and we're going live again, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, as as long as everything works out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we've been uh, celebrating the month of Halloween for all of October. This is our third horror show in a row. It it feels like four, because right before this, we did Halloween. Yeah. No, we did Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. Yeah, Yeah, we finished that up. So, this is our fourth Yep. fourth horror in a row. Jesus. Whoa. I'm about ready to get off I'm, of a, I'm about ready for November yeah. to get here, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's going to be all month talking about Thanksgiving movies. Can you Both spend of them? Can you yeah. spend a month talking about Thanksgiving movies? Are there enough of them? I don't know. I don't think I don't know. there is. I think there's a Charlie Brown special and a horror movie. Yeah. I think that about covers Thanksgiving yeah. in cinema. You know, <laughs> it's always something. So anyways, uh, we've got me, Chris George, here tonight. Trevor is here and our good friend, Matt DePlanck, correct? DePlanck. De, de DePlanck. Like de de pi- think pirates. Pirates. Yeah, walk the plank. Okay, yeah. all right. Walk the plank. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> so we're going to be talking about vampires tonight. We are. Yeah. We want to suck your something. <laughs> something. We are not sure what. But anyways, first up, our sponsors. We got to mention the Flint Institute of Arts, as usual, every week. Um, definitely get out there. They've got their film series going again, so make sure to get out to Flint for that. And then, of course, the wonderful projectorscreen.com. Oh. <laughs> For all your wonderful Can't projector say needs. enough. Yep. And then, of course, Sellermans. In two days, they have their uh, third anniversary party. And then on the 31st, we're going to have their uh, big old Halloween party. Mm-hmm. So that'll be pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, we got to go down there for that. We do. We do. I think, uh, I think I'm going to try to drag the wife down. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Let her be my designated driver. Have you been there, <laughs> Matt? No. I. Uh, in fact, there's... There's probably been a handful of shows that like my friends' bands have played there. Yeah, and I always want to go and check it out, but you know, as it happens, I have like no social life right now. So, um, <laughs> it's, it's understandable. It's, it's definitely something that I've been meaning to get around to and going and checking out. But I no, I it is so out. worth it just for the booze. Yeah, that's kind of like the prime motivator. Yeah, <laughs> they make good good stuff, and everything's very very clean. Yeah. <laughs> Very clean, as they have explained to us. Yes. <laughs> Numerous times. But no, it's really good. The meat is really good. They put a nice sound system in there, a nice stage. Pretty cool place. Yeah, Scott won't shut up about how big that stage is. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty huge. <laughs> All right. So in news this week, uh, Aquaman is being released early in China. They're saying it's going to get out two weeks before the U.S., and then a week after that, it's going to be hitting all the foreign markets. Yep. So everybody else is getting Aquaman before us. Which is a nice change, honestly. It's about yeah. time somebody gets th- this shit first. I'm just kind of wondering what's going to happen, because China's pretty notorious for piracy. So yeah, yeah. I'm thinking it's going to be on the torrents like long before it hits the U.S. I don't think that's going to drastically affect the ticket no, sales, though. probably not. Because most of those early torrents suck. They're, yeah, they're hideous. It looks like a visual, like just from what I've seen. I've only I think caught the preview once, but it looks like a 
total like jack off session like visually like oh yeah yeah so oh yeah it'll huge be, there will be, be the sperm draw. flying through yeah. the theater rainbow <laughs> rainbow sperm rainbow <laughs> sperm exactly <laughs> wow because everybody loves jason momoa i'm kind of excited <clears throat> <clears throat> chris will be in the front making sure he gets on the screen yes yes um in other comic book movie news, Venom, that utter shit sack of a movie, won its second weekend at the domestic box office. Yeah. I don't get it. <sighs> it's just like Suicide Squad all over again. It is. I mean, Suicide Squad actually, I think, had more redeeming qualities than uh, Venom. But maybe. Not much. <laughs> not maybe. much more. <laughs> I don't I mean, know. Tom Hardy is pretty much the redeeming qualities of Venom. Everything else is a shitstorm. So, did you go see it yet or no? Yes. I, oh, you I, did? I did. I did. I made that gigantic <laughs> mistake. I was pissed that I paid to see it. The wife wanted to go. She's like, "Oh, come on, we'll go see it." I'm like, "Fine." Yeah, I almost fell asleep a couple times. I left hating men more than I already do. <laughs> Like, seriously, if there was one more pussy joke in that movie, I was going to punch something. Yeah, it was just, I don't know. There was just nothing to it. And it did. It felt like a comic book movie from the 90s. It did. It did. The visuals. And it even had the same special effects. Yeah. (laughs) It did. Other comic book news. God, I just can't get away from this shit. Uh, Iron Fist has been canceled at Netflix. Which is a shame. It finally was picking up. Yeah. This last season was really solid. Had a good bad guy, had great supporting cast, but like one of our commenters on the page said, he, the lead, is so boring that he can't carry the show. I watched like the first two episodes and just stopped. Yeah, a lot of people watched the first two episodes yeah. and just stopped because he is boring. Yeah. Like, if you can't get behind the main character... There, it's done. There's nothing to latch on to. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, the side characters are amazing in it, but maybe yeah. they'll get their own show. Who knows? And then in other news, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> More comic book news? No, no. Star Wars? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> it's always Star Wars or comic book movies. Um, Universal Soldier is being remade. But it's not necessarily going to be a remake. They're reimagining it. So it's yeah. not going to be like the a same story, a new concept. And instead of having two, like the first had Dolph Lundgren and yeah. Jean-Claude, it's going to be one. Oh. So what is well, there? No, is the there no antagonist? Or? I, don't I don't know. And the first one had a lot more than two. Oh, it yeah. It was like a whole nine. crew of them. Yeah. yeah. A whole platoon. So yeah, that's Matt's face is just like whatever. Yeah, I mean, the, the, I mean, look, I, I've never seen Iron. I never watched an episode of Iron Fist. Venom is, I think, it's something I'm completely apathetic. So I'm just sitting here quiet, you know. But then, like Universal Soldier, I've probably seen about 500 times. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, when I was like a teenager, like, and you know, if oh, I, was, I haven't seen it in years, so I don't know how I would feel about it, like rewatching it. But uh, it held up. Yeah, I, I imagine I would still get it. I, I've, I've always uh, liked Dolph Lundgren's uh, character, Sergeant yeah. Andrew Scott. Yeah. What? I can't so, hear you. Yeah, so It's a cool movie. <laughs> it is. It's kind of like when I watch Universal Soldier, it's kind of like that callback to like a thing that just doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Like good, like hardcore action from the just 90s. Just straight like, up action. Yeah. Like, like 
You don't get yeah. that shit. I feel like you know. that 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 whole kind of era died along with like as Schwarzenegger and Stallone and, and Van Damme and all those guys started getting old and and, and you weren't able to buy into it as much. That whole I, genre th- kind of just took a nosedive. I yeah. think it all ended when they when they started sexually harassing and and raping women. That's pretty much when <laughs> when that whole thing stopped. Yeah. Is that what happened? I don't know. I'm, Jean-Claude I'm out of the loop. was like the like groping <laughs> women on a plane. Oh, yeah, well, that and Steven me. Seagal is Steven yeah. Seagal. Well, he's he's been known to be a piece of shit for a long time. Oh, he, he beat know. the shit yeah. out of his wife. Yeah, Kelly LeBrock didn't he? Yeah. Be, beat her ass like back in like the early nineties and stuff. Yeah, that came out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember that. I remember so. being like, "How could you beat Kelly LeBrock? <laughs> like everybody's <laughs> weird science crush." You well, know. Yeah, he can't beat up people in real life, so he has to uh, take it out on stuntmen and women, I guess. Apparently. Apparently. Sad. What a jackass. So, in new (laughs) releases this week, we have Halloween 2018 coming out, which we're going to see tomorrow night. Yes, we are. I'm pretty geeked for that one. It looks so good. It looks good. And John Carpenter's back doing the soundtrack, so you really can't He did the soundtrack, he produced it. I mean, he actually had a say in where they were going with the story. Yeah, I mean, and so did she. So did so did um, Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis, yeah. Yeah. Um, although I, I guess she was pissed that they at the, at Halloween H two O. So who knows? They screwed that franchise. Aren't up they so kind of just like eliminating that from the entire like can like they're yeah. just pretending they are now. Happen. Yeah, which sucks because that was actually a really good Halloween movie. <laughs> yeah, they're retconning the entire thing. Yeah, uh, even even the even Halloween two, right? If yeah, I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, so everything is gone past Halloween one. It's all gone now. Hmm. Yeah, anything that John Carpenter didn't touch, yeah, hmm. is not there anymore. Yeah, very, so very odd. I always like two. I like two. Just I mean, if if nothing else, for the hot tub scene. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think there was a kid that got hit by an ambulance that was pretty sweet too. That one was awesome. <laughs> so, that one was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But that was when she became his sister, though, too, right? Yes. That was when they made it where she was part of the... Well, no, they made her part of the family in the first one. Did they? Yeah. Yeah. And that's why... I can't remember. It's been so long since I've seen it now. I'm going to try to squeeze it in late tonight or tomorrow before we go see the new one. Oh, okay. Right on. um, So suggested viewings this week. Um, For myself, I've been watching The Haunting of Hill House on netflix yeah it's actually really cool it's total reimagining of it um there's a lot of time jumping going on it takes place during numerous time periods oh that's cool it's really cool it's all one family um the real i keep saying um tonight god damn it stop it um um (laughs) (laughs) henry thomas plays the dad in it but they have timothy hutton playing older dad Oh, that's interesting. And they look so much alike, and their mannerisms are so similar. That part's really cool, too. But the story is very modern. The the haunting aspect of it is really neat. The visuals are not standard jump scares, things like that. It's just, it's a really good watch. I'm almost all the way through. I'm on, like, episode eight right now. So I want to finish it. I got to finish it. I want to write a review of it. I just didn't get time to do it today. So, Matt. You know, I'm sitting here thinking, as, as you were talking, I'm thinking, you know, I, ju- I know I just watched something like two nights ago that I was all like gung-ho over. And then I'm th- I remember thinking like, oh, I should be, because I knew I was coming on here and I was like, I should be watching a vampire movie, but I opted for something else instead. And for the love of me, God, I can't 
freaking remember what the hell it was. This is what happens with, like, I'm working, like I said, insane hours and stuff. So, like, one day bleeds into the next. The last thing that I saw, it's not going to be news to anyone else, but for folks like me who are, like, behind on everything, I watched Train to Basan recently. So, okay. if anybody hasn't seen it, which I don't imagine it, that many people that are listening to this haven't, but, yeah. It's a great movie. Yeah. I was very impressed. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Um, it came out last year. Rashida Jones um, did a documentary about her dad la- oh, last yeah. year called Quincy. It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Just debuted a couple weeks ago. I was so into the Halloween kick of things that I I didn't bother bringing it up on previous episodes. Absolutely spectacular, amazing. It, it like following his career. And seeing just how much of an influence he had on everything, oh yeah, is mind blowing. Like you know that Quincy Jones is like the thriller guy. Yeah, he's a legend, but in his own right. On the top of that, he was everybody's producer. Mm-hmm. Everybody, if they had a hit in the sixties, seventies, or eighties, and most of the nineties, he odds are it's like a. 33% chance that he was the producer on the album. And it's just amazing. And it's and it's cool to see who he is now. And it's a lot of time like personal time with him in it. And it was and it was just kind of cool to get to see who the man actually is. I thought I didn't know that he was such a heavy drinker. Me either. So when I watched this, and he constantly has a drink in his hand. Yeah, he's like basically in the hospital in a diabetic coma, and they really kind of say you need to quit this shit. Yeah, Yeah. that he caused his diabetes by the drinking is kind of what I picked up from it. Correct? That's what it seemed like. Yeah. 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 But very interesting film. It was. It was, and and I liked seeing his relationships with his family and And how he interacts with all of them. Yeah. And with everybody, it was interesting seeing him interact with everybody he interacted with in, in during the course of it. Well, it's like, kind of almost like he has like this face on when yeah. he's like out in the public with other people that are famous, and mm-hmm. then when he's at home, he's a totally different person. He's just a normal yeah guy yeah. that just wants to hang around the house and relax, and you know, it was pretty interesting. It was. I really liked that one. So, vampires. Do they all sound like that? No. It's too bad. That's just too bad. I don't know. I think think if they all sounded like Bela Lugosi, that would start getting old probably 1940. (laughs) (laughs) What makes a good vampire movie? There's so much that goes into into them, as far as I'm concerned, that there's... Several different vampire tropes. There's the vampire hunter movies, so like vampires and um, Dracula. A uh, what was it? Two thousand nine or or nineteen ninety nine or whatever it was that had uh, Johnny Lee Miller and a few. Oh yeah, movies. yeah, yeah. Um, there's that trope where it follows the vampire hunters and it's about vampires being beasts and, and making them scary. There's the romantic vampire trope, the the interview with the vampires, the even I, Bram Stoker's Dracula was Bram Stoker's very Dracula romantic. has a little bit of that. Um 
and Twilight. I mean, I hate including Twilight and in talking about vampires because they're not fucking vampires, but they're not. They're not. <laughs> they're like pop culture vampires. <sighs> they're something. Um, and then there's the Dracula stories, which are basically their own thing. Yeah. Um, and then there's just the random weird vampire movies like Near Dark and and all those that are spectacularly written. And you get really different insight into what it is, to what the whole thing is. I like how the whole thing has been spun out into all these different things lately. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole let the right one in. Oh. You know, there's all these different little subgenres ori- hitting Even the original now. of Let the Right One In. The, the, that no, was that, the that was the original. Let Me In is the Let Me In is the American. Yeah. That's right. That's Never right. saw that one. It <clears throat> was okay. Yeah, I, Hit Girl rubs me the wrong way. I don't know. I, yeah. I, well, I, I didn't. Chloe and, Grace Moretz is one of those actresses that either you would love her or hate her. And it wasn't even, it's just like the instant remake just to get rid of the subtitles seems kind of just, I don't know. I, like I, I just the saw the movie. I don't need to. I don't need to watch the remake two years later. Uh, <coughs> and I'm cynical, so I just assume that the American version is not going to be as good. It wasn't. So no, your your assumption was correct. Yeah, it's good. It's watchable. It just lacks the substance of the original. That it lacked the subtlety. Yeah, then yeah. that's to me one of the things that I liked most about that movie. That's probably in my top two favorite vampire movies of yeah. all time. Was Let the Right One In. Yeah, I, I would say easily. We'll get to our, 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 our favorites here in a minute. Yeah, we yeah. can start one up. We can start now. Well, we can even yeah. start now with, with Let the Right One In. Hit it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just, like you said, the subtleties. <clears throat> I, I liked how they, the, the, the casting, I felt like anytime that they, uh, I'm trying to think of a way to say this without sounding like a complete asshole, but uh, the kids looked nor- like actual kids. They didn't look, they weren't particularly attractive you know they didn't look hollywood exactly so it it made that right there made it more believable uh the relationship that she had with i can't remember any of the characters names for like me but then when she when she the scene where she drops out of the tree and just annihilates that guy kind of shows how savage she can be she's obviously got a you know strong bond with the child Mm -hmm. so they kind of hit all those dynamics of what the creature is but you know, I think you just talked a moment ago, like about the different tropes, the different genres. So I liked how they were able to blend that kind of like more savage, bestial yeah. side with the very human and feeling yeah. and emotional side. I thought, I, yeah, Th- that movie covered so many of the the bases as far as what it takes to me be a good movie. Period, and then it doing it in a a foreign horror movie. Just, I think the thing about that movie is that vampires used to be human, but now they're these monstrous creations, right? Basically, but then when we get a movie like Let the Right One In, it humanizes them. Yeah, like now we can actually sympathize with their plight. Like they just want to be accepted and be part of society, even though they're gonna be killing and maiming and eating shit. You yeah. know. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of a unique spin with that movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I like the original a lot more than the remake too. Yeah. That's uh That's kind of a no brainer on that one though. Well, I think the thing with subtitles too is like something about it connects you more with the movie for some reason. And then when you take the subtitles out, it just it changes the whole context of what the movie was originally supposed to be. And uh, yeah. I mean I wonder 
like if you speak, it was Norwegian, right? Uh, I, I think or Swedish. I, I think it was Swedish. Yeah, I want to see. I think it was Swedish. So I mean, if you're Swedish, you're not watching it with subtitles. No, that's true. No, but I get what you're <laughs> saying though, because to me, I mean, back like years and years ago when I was, you know, dumber, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I used to get annoyed by subtitles because I it's kind of distracting. I can't watch the movie and then read it at the right. same time because I'm freaking dumb or whatever. And then now I feel like. <laughs> I don't know if it's me getting used to playing like like more cinematic and realistic video games to where I I'm, I'm used yeah. to like reading subtitles. I, I feel like it makes me pay more attention yeah. to what the dialogue is and what's being said. You know what I mean? So it just to me, it actually adds something to it. So it adds yeah. extra texture to it. It can, it can. Because I always like Alicia's. My wife's always like, "You're crazy watching all these movies with subtitles." I'm like, I like them more. I like foreign horror way more in general than I like domestic horror because I think foreign markets do a lot of different, more creative things with horror than we do here. Here it's always mainly about killing shit in marketing, you know? Yeah. It's not as contrived. Yeah. That makes sense. Totally. My my issue has been finding ones that I actually find scary outside of the U S market. Yeah. Because like the, the Korean and Japanese movies, bore me to tears they're like too they're, long sometimes there's just nothing scary like you i don't think fi- so? i don't find creepy girls crawling out of tv mm. scary <laughs> like i i thought ring the ring and that whole thing was that got dull. old really quick too yeah. uh, there was the ring and then there was the grudge and then i forgot what was what and i didn't care anymore yeah, yeah. they all just started to blend into each other yeah well because they were all the same freaking movie yeah creepy little girls Oh, no. <laughs> so moving on from that one, I'm going to mention a really, really bad one. Oh, good. But it's still great. Life Force. I love Life Force. I love Life Force. Have you seen Life Force? Never even heard of it. Space Vampires. Oh, yes. interesting. Yeah. Nope. It's, I, I just, you're, it's so funny. I just gave it a rewatch last week. It's all over the place. Oh, They it basically is. discover Space Vampires. They bring them down to Earth, and then next thing you know... In their crystal coffins. In their crystal coffins. And the the main one, she's hot as hell, and she's naked like the entire movie. So yeah. that totally makes it worth the watch. That by itself, because she, she actually is worth seeing naked. Yes. Yeah. Um, And then it like turns into a zombie apocalypse movie. Yeah, also. real fast. Yeah, it's really, really weird. It was it's directed by Toby all, Hooper, correct? It, it is a Toby Hooper movie. It's, so. Absolutely insane. It's total trash, but they put... Oh, it um, is definitely Tober, Toby Hooper's yeah. little fantasies thrown onto screen. But it's a great vampire movie just it because is. it does something different with the genre. And it's beautifully shot. It is. And mm. the, for the time, the special effects were really good. Like whenever she'd suck the soul or the life force out of people and they shrivel up into that yeah, weird dehydrated man thing. It's just. See, he's thinking now. When was this made? This Early was in the eighties. I've seen part of it. I know what you're talking about. Now yeah. I've seen at least. I know because when you said that, I, 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 is there a guy in the woods that she like? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. I, I, I saw that part. Too. Yeah. 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 And, and I've seen that part. That movie. It's just a trip. It's a it total is. trip. It's it's such. A bizarre mix of genres that 
it works, which is really weird. It shouldn't work. Zombie apocalypse, vampire, space vampire sci-fi movie <laughs> is not like the, the, the pitch line that I can see giving a studio going into wanting to make a movie, you know, and freaking Toby Hooper did it, you know, like how did he, how did he sell them? Because that could not have been a cheap movie either. No, not at all. You know, I think the production budget was pretty large for the time. It had to be. It, like, looking at the effects and the set pieces, <laughs> that was not a cheap Yeah, project. because even the space stuff, like onboard oh, the space shuttle, it looks phenomenal. It looks like it's space. Yeah. yeah. And it has that, that sense of weightlessness and, and mo- constant motion that's unnerving in it, especially since they're surrounded by bat monsters, Yeah, you know, that are dead. <laughs> but such... Such a weird movie, but it's so great. But it is great. I watched so it again great. last year. I'm like, oh, I forgot it, it, how awesome this shit is. It's on Prime. Is it? And one night, I, I insomnia hit me like a freight train, and I'm laying in bed. My wife's passed out, and I'm like, there's got to be something to fucking watch. I'm like, <laughs> Life Force. Fuck yes. Okay, here we go. And. Unfortunately, it didn't work its magic. I didn't fall asleep, so I ended up staying awake for the whole damn thing. <laughs> but it's what happens. I was entertained. <laughs> All right, Trevor, give us one. Uh, let's go super old school. We're going to go back to the early 60s and uh, the horror of Dracula with Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing. The classics. The classics. The original Hammer stuff. It is so low budget for the time. But they were so well connected with all the other production houses in England that the set pieces are astonishingly beautiful. The costumes are perfect. Like, everything is dead on late Victorian era. It's Christopher Lee as Dracula. I mean, how can you freaking go wrong? Did they, like, borrow shit from other movies, though? To, oh like, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Like if you pay attention, you'll see some wax museum costumes in there, and it it, it it's it's a lot of stolen stuff or borrowed. Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee <laughs> as Dracula is my favorite Dracula. Period. Bar none. Nobody yeah. comes close. Um, he had a sense of gravitas to his performance. And even in the real ones he didn't want to do anymore. So, like, by by the mid-70s, he's like, I'm fucking done playing Dracula. Quit <laughs> ca- asking me. He got and typecast, totally. He didn't, he didn't. I mean, while he was doing it, he was still Scaramanga in, in James Bond. I mean, right. he was still doing a ton of other good stuff. But Horror kept, uh, Hammer kept going, we'll give you more money than you deserve to do these movies. And he's like, all right, cool. If I'm half the production cost, <laughs> it's a I'll do it. <laughs> and, but he has this sense of where he actually is scary. And then whenever he's trying to be human and mysterious and all that stuff, he is. It, it doesn't, it, it's not like a lot of these ones where like the Bella Lugosi finger curl of like, I'm doing spells and shit <laughs> that, it, very cool for the 1930s. Yeah. But by the 60s, like that was worn out. Worn out. And for 
him, they really made it about his eyes. And it was just, it's terrible. The horror of Dracula is actually terrifying. It's a scary Dracula movie. And good. So, yeah. I'm going to have to go with that one. Sweet. Matt. Yeah, I'll have to, uh, first of all, I have to throw a disclaimer out there that uh, I am way out of my depths in terms of, you know, <laughs> look, I've probably, everything that I get into, I only get into, I'm like a half-asser, right? So oh, I, you're there's a jack no of all way, trades. you know, I haven't, yeah, I, I don't immerse myself fully in like anything. Uh, so I'm here to just kind of drag the conversation down and add what, no, you know, no, uh, you're, just, you're uh, a so, guy. So I'm just going to throw my <laughs> perspective out there, which is like, so I haven't seen any of what you just talked about. <laughs> but I'm, ju- I'm just going to jump 30 years ahead, and, and I'm, I'm just going to go with 1990, 1992, Bram Stoker's Dracula, Gary yeah. Oldman. Yeah. That's, uh, we, you know, that, <clears throat> along with uh, Let the Right One In, I'd say those are my top three. <clears throat> um, because, honestly, it's Gary Oldman. Um, <sighs> he makes the entire, well, it, I, li- I do yeah. like the way it was shot, like the, a lot of the kind of the effect. I thought the, the practical effects on him toward the end as like that giant bat creature were phenomenal yeah the bat creature the him turning into rats um, every everything mm-hmm. that every oh. time he was on camera and anthony hopkins as well and a- mm-hmm. actually anytime keanu reeves wasn't on camera <laughs> it was like 10 out of 10 mm-hmm. that i think is the only blemish on that movie would be keanu reeves i don't even know what to call his performance. and e- well was... even then for me like he's great <clears throat> in the movie it would have been much better if he didn't try to have a British accent. But, but that goes without saying for sure. I like, just feel like any any time that you had him and Oldman on screen together at the same time, it was a guy oh, getting yeah. just blown off the stage. Oh, um, yeah. Because, oh, yeah. I I mean, personally for me, Gary Oldman, I think, I think he might be my favorite actor. Like, I think he's, like, one of the best um, in terms of, like, oh. you know, being, like, one of those chameleon types that can mm-hmm. play almost anything and do it convincingly. Um, just from the moment where he, you know, where Elizabeta is just sprawled out beneath the cross, you know, when oh, he comes yeah. back from war and he flips out and just spills over the goblet and stabs the cross with a sword and there's blood coming out of it. It's all oh yeah, like the whole visuals and just the way he's screaming and freaking out. This was my uh, bedtime movie last night, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think probably my favorite part was when I think Keanu is sitting at the table when he first arrives and he I forget what he says he says something that like pisses him off he like grabs a sword off the wall and gives like like this grunt and sticks a sword in his face and just the way he kind of jumped from here to here and did it so convincingly there uh, were so many little effects in that movie that made it like watching the shadows alone watching the shadows was yeah. fascinating i'm getting chills thinking about it and the there's the part where in in the same scene you're talking about where jonathan's sitting there talking and he's looking over at dracula over here and you watch Dra- dracula's shadow move in like he's gonna strangle yeah. him and like just the nuanced little things in that movie made it perfect well the set design too oh yeah in the matte paintings and shit of like the castle like i mean again we talked about we kind of touched on this movie a couple weeks ago too this is like francis ford coppola kind of like nearing his end yeah this is one of like the last great i would say this was his his peak yeah like 
he took everything he learned from everything before it and put it put it into this and so you're getting him coaxing performances out of actors that are mediocre yeah like winona Ryder is an okay actress she's not great but she is great in this movie the um carrie elwis was great in this movie like everybody that is normally pretty good was great except for keanu <laughs> and keanu, keanu i'm convinced it was that he was trying so hard to focus on his british yeah. accent yeah which was just a complete and, his, and, it, and it was terrible and his <laughs> that accent is, that was has horrible. to be the worst I, I have friends i think everybody at least has one friend who is thinks they can do a british accent and you yeah. know they can't yes any yes. of the any of those guys would have done better yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and and I, I, I personally feel like that some of his, it wasn't just that. He was very wooden in some of the scenes. But, but, yeah, but I, like, like you just but said, I think he was, I supposed think he was to, so focused on yeah. trying to do that one thing. And I also think he was supposed to be wooden. I think that they were trying to show the stuffed shirt, British, end of the Victorian era, yeah, guy trying to make it and be proper and all of that kind of stuff. I think that that woodenness was intentional. Maybe he was a little retentive. Possibly. Yeah, you know? A little. The, the, yeah. the, the part where he uh, I mean, finally he loses about it. Everything. When he finally loses it, when the uh, the three vampire brides are like. Oh, yeah. Kinda, like, the Monica yeah, Bellucci like, so, yeah, scene. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> so when he like sits up and. Ah, like, yeah. that I, this is so cringy to me. And I'm like, oh, God. And then. Oh, course, yeah. When he fleeks out over the baby. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. You remember that the, the the Dracula shows up and has the baby for the brides. The the reaction that you're oh, talking about, where right. he sits yeah, yeah, up yeah, and yeah, freaks yeah, out, yeah, yeah. is Dracula putting the baby on the floor and the brides because they're going to feast in. on the baby, right? Right. And he's watching them feast on the baby and and having a meltdown as Dracula laughs at him. Yeah. And it's I, I love that scene. I fucking love that scene. They just need to make a movie with the brides like naked for like an 90 minutes they did it's called softcore porn sweet it was a big thing in the 80s and okay. 90s <laughs> <laughs> not so much a market for that these days there's not it's all hardcore internet mm. double yep. fisting triple anal mm. that's right yep <laughs> 800 man bukkake fest yeah <laughs> the houston <laughs> five million <laughs> oh. all right back to you sir um this is a movie that actually introduced me to the doors when I was in middle school. So I will always fall back on this movie, The Lost Boys. How can you not? Oh, God. How I can love you this not? movie. <clears throat> Everything about this movie to this very day is perfect. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with this movie. What I love about this movie is it kind of took that Goonies kind of kids on an adventure thing in mixed it into the vampire world yeah and those, they made it a whole they, they took it and put it in horror yeah and straight just up <laughs> those the chemistry between the kids the oh. three main kids the frog brothers and Corey, Corey Haim's character yeah. fucking amazing oh yeah fucking amazing and then everybody else in each other yeah fucking amazing yeah like everybody was perfectly cast in that movie and Grandpa. obviously Kiefer you know. Grandpa, yeah, Grandpa is the hidden star of that movie. Oh yeah, yeah. He is my like. Now that I'm older, I'm like, you fucking go, Grandpa. You go. 
You fucking kill those vampires. What was really funny is that In Excess was kind of starting to blow up around this mm-hmm. point. Their kick album was about to be released, and they had the Good Times song, which is just fucking awesome rock and roll tune mm-hmm. that had Michael Hutchins and Jimmy Barnes singing on it. This got me more into that band, so I ended up buying the soundtrack. In like literally, this entire soundtrack is it's perfection. It this is, is one of it, the one best of rock and roll soundtracks out there. Yeah, it. A lot the crow, of there, there's there's a few. There's like some own. Echo and the Bunny Men, yeah. um, in excess. Uh, what was what's the dude's name that sang in Foreigner? Oh God, I can't. Oh. But he had a song on there called "Say yeah. Hello to the Night." Yeah, there's tons of shit and on say, there. Hello to the Night. Yeah, is one of my favorite movie soundtrack pieces ever. And then "Cry Little Sister." Oh, yeah, which has been covered by umpteen everybody. million times by this point. Oh yeah, yeah. So this is one of those movies I watch all the time. Yep, I watch and, it far too regularly. Yeah, although so. Everybody listening, <laughs> if you get the chance, every year, beginning of June, in Santa Cruz, California, where they film the movie, um, the boardwalk that mm-hmm. in, from the movie is the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk. And every year in June, they for the entire summer, they do free movies on the beach. And they have a giant inflatable projector screen out there, and they show movies. The first movie every year is Lost Boys. And it's such a fucking trip to sit on that beach and watch the movie. And you'll see little things from the park while you're watching. remind you of it. And you, no, you can turn your shoulder and look at it. That's pretty cool. So, like, you, you know, there's the, uh, in the movie... They show the the cars that run on the, the cables over the top of everything, and they have like the one caveman riding in it. Yeah, yeah, he's still there, and you like can turn and see him on one of the cars doing it. You can see everything is still there, and it's fucking spectacular, and I, and it's free. I remember the first time I saw us, we saw it in the theaters, and there's that long shot where they're coming up to the car that they're having sex in and the vampire well, he's basically having sex. She's reading comics. Yeah. But <laughs> and they drop down on the car. Yeah. That's that shot blew me away. Oh, that was amazing. Like I remember thinking, like, how the fuck did they do that? How yeah. did they do that? You yeah. know, going back again to the practical effects and how much scarier it is without CGI and all mm-hmm. that shit. And that scene with them dangling off the bridge. Oh Yeah. Dude, it's just awesome when they just like drop down into the fog. I think I was six years old when I saw that movie. Mm-hmm. Wow, not too long after it came out, <clears throat> and uh, I think that was the first movie. Well, I don't even think I watched it the whole way through because I think it scared the shit out of me. You know, I was six, <laughs> so as soon as Kiefer Sutherland started freaking out, and, you know, <clears throat> I think that was the first movie that actually gave me nightmares. That oh, I really? Remember. Yeah. That wow. Was actually. That's the and then of course you know not, that's always an important one. Yeah, it, it sticks with me for nostalgic reasons just on that alone, and but not that it needs it. You know, it's, it's yeah, an, it's a great movie. Period. Yeah. Know? So and yeah. it's one that they don't make anything like it anymore. No. And you know they tried to make sequels to this. Did yeah, you I see? saw that. On, uh, they made two. Yeah. yeah. What is it? Blood? Was it called Blood Brothers or something? Or it was, was uh, it? the Tribe. Lost Boys, the Tribe, and then there was a third one. That was ju- mostly about the, the Al- Edgar Frog going to save his brother Edgar, 
who was now the leader of the vampires. It was just brutal. Yeah, they were horrible movies. And yeah. Corey Feldman acts about as well in that as he did in Dream a Little Dream. <laughs> I think I've only ever seen that movie one time. My cousin loved that movie. She's like, oh, we got to watch Dream a Little No. No, I'll pass. I'll pass. I'll pass on Michael Jackson, Corey Feldman. Thank you. I'll watch The Lost Boys again. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, right? Thank or you. Or the Goonies. You know, we can go Goonies if we want other Feldman. It was Sunday. I was hanging out with the kids, and I was like, my youngest girls have never seen the Goonies. I'm like, we should go watch the Goonies. And they're like, no, we don't want to watch movies right now. I'm like, blasphemy. You I'm not even going to start talking about it because I don't want to get, we'll get sidetracked. On oh, the Goonies? if we go into Goonies? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That one. We I could do a whole podcast on the Goonies. I could do, I could easily do two hours on the Goonies. Yeah. yeah. Alone. <laughs> All right, Matt, you're up. What's another no, actually, one? Actually, it's me. Oh, is it you? It is me. Thank <clears throat> you for trying to skip me, though, asshole. Damn it. Jesus fucking Christ. We bring him <laughs> back from the dead for this fucking episode, yep. and now he's fucking skipping me. I see how it fucking is. <laughs> um, I'm going to go original old school. Nosferatu, yeah. 1920, whatever. The Max Shrek. The originator. The original vampire movie. That is still one of the creepiest movies ever made. It's still, the effects still work, which is really uncomfortable to see that you're sitting there watching it going, this movie was made in the twenties and the effects look as good as a lot of the stuff now. Um, his Baron or Count Orloff is one of the creepiest vampires of all time. Um, that shot in Dracula that I was talking about with the, the hands and the choking and stuff is actually directly stolen from Nosferatu from the original one. Um, it, it really is the, the, the lifeblood of this whole genre because it was the first one. It, it was one of the first ones they did make vampire movies before this, but this was the first one to attempt to tell the story of Dracula um, but unfortunately it was done so close to the time period of Brahms being alive that, um, they couldn't get the rights to it. And so they kind of went like skirted around. Yeah. And they, they kind of fucked with it and we're like, all right, well, if we can't do handsome, beautiful Dracula, we're going to do nasty ass creepy rat, like Count Orloff and the movie production itself was just filled with issues um well they're trying to do a visual effects work before yeah. shit even existed well that and max shrek was a fucking weirdo the guy who played him um i can't remember the name of the movie but um anytime that you cast willem dafoe shadow of the vampire shadow of yeah. the vampire anytime you cast willem dafoe to play your your lead actor <laughs> you know that that dude was off yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, I mean, you, you gotta, you gotta include that on any list of must watch. Yeah. Shadow of the Vampire is a really good watch too. Oh, so good. Yes. Willem Dafoe was so good in that. <laughs> I think Max Shrek was like kind of into that whole, like getting into character thing. I, I think in, like, he was staying too. in character. I think he was a method actor. Yeah. I mean, that was already developed. It was already a thing by then. 
Um, in fact, the creator of it died in the late 1800s. So, I mean, it's more than likely that he, Stanislav, um, it's more than likely he could have read Stanislav's books and been like, or even taken classes from Stanislav. But yeah, you watch that and it's just, yeah, it's eerie, eerie movie. Love it. I love that old black and white stuff too. Yeah. I, I dig the silent stuff. All right, uh, Matt. Well, speaking of Willem Dafoe, <clears throat> I don't know if I would put it on my must-watch list, but uh, it's one that I it just came to mind because you mentioned Willem Dafoe. Uh, Daybreakers. Um, I, I don't know that I was the biggest fan of it, but it was at least the idea. It was an interesting uh, concept. You know, the world it, mm-hmm. instead of there being a few vampires stalking a town or one vampire stalk like. The whole world is vampires. Yeah. And the humans are the ones that are on the outskirts. Um, yeah. So I, I liked that as a concept. You know, I always like Willem Dafoe as an actor. Uh, I'm not sure how... Uh, the movie didn't really strike a big chord with me. But I thought it was fascinating. Yeah. That one, that, that's one of the ones with Christian Bale, right? No, it's uh, Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Close enough. Yeah. <laughs> Close enough. Same thing. But, Same yeah, difference. I mean, it was all right. I was one, entertained. Uh, it's, it's just not something that it would probably... I'm not gonna watch it like 50 times over, but I but I liked it enough. Yeah, I mean, I've seen. I think I've seen that one five, six times. It's yeah. it's a the premise solid, is cool. It's different, movie. right? Yeah, you know. I don't know about the execution. Execution oh. was good. The pacing was off. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. I don't know. So you get this lingo execution. <laughs> <laughs> Something was off. I don't know what it is. Yeah, no, I I know what you mean. Where it felt like it would be building to a crescendo, and then drop back down again. And you're like. What just yeah. happened? Why 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 did it get slow again? I liked this movie. A lot of people didn't, so did I, but I enjoyed it. You I know? thought it was interesting. I don't know how much I actually cared about any of the characters, to be honest. Maybe Ethan Hawke's character a little bit. Um I I, I, I wasn't super moved, but I, but again, I, I I only mentioned it because you mentioned Willem Dafoe and I was like, Hey, uh, there's a movie that's not exactly like maybe not everyone's <laughs> seen, you know. Yeah. I, I think now at, at this point most people probably haven't seen it. Um Daybreakers? Yeah. I mean, it it was kind of a niche film that came out, did okay, and then faded into obscurity. So by now, yeah, I mean that that's a great suggestion. It's it's one that I think a lot of people in our audience won't have seen. Yeah, I'm gonna go with a comic book movie, Blade. Yeah, or one or two. You know what? Honestly, I love all three of so these do I. movies. Thank God somebody else doesn't. A lot hate of people three. bash on three. I think three is just the response to we need to do something different with it, so we're going to bring these other characters in and change it up a little bit. And Ryan Reynolds was fucking great in three. Ryan Reynolds was great. Jessica Biel. Oh, I like watching her do physical things. I like. I just like watching (laughs) her do anything. She's a great actress. She is a really good actress. A lot of people don't give her credit, but Mm -hmm. after seeing her on The Sinner season one. If you guys have not seen that show, season one, you have to see it because she is amazing in that show. But anyways, going back to Blade, I just remember Blade coming out and, you know, it was kind of the almost the beginning of the whole comic book it was. movie it was. craze. This was one of the first ones. Mm-hmm. And that opening sequence, I could put that opening sequence on right now the and watch bath. it like five times. The bloodbath scene is amazing it's 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 just 
that movie was such so out of left field. Um, wasn't a popular comic book character. Not at all. Wasn't a property that anybody gave a shit about. Um, New Line was still kind of niche. Like, they do the teenage boy action movies, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, Mortal Kombat's and that kind of shit. And, I mean, besides the obvious horror. Right, right. Um, And then this felt like a response to the crow um and 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 spawn that they're like oh we can marvel can we we can do a, we, can, we can do a dark superhero movie too and it was a hell of a lot better than spawn and came close to being as good as the crow well and blade still holds up like the crow still holds up yep Spawn does not hold up. Spawn never held up. No, Spawn was... <laughs> <clears throat> that movie was garbage. That movie was was John Leguizamo surrounded by fail. Yeah. Because he was great. He's and, been surrounded by that a few times. He has. <laughs> he has. It's like he has some He has some serious trouble picking good scripts. Yeah. He's but he also picks agent. some fucking great ones. Um, But Blade? Blade 2 is the one for me. I, to me, it's Wesley Snipes, man. Yeah. Like, the dude sells the character. He does. Unfortunately, I think he got too into it. Yeah. And I think that that's... <laughs> and stopped paying it because he's like, vampires don't have to pay taxes. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> <laughs> I think... Yeah. And he pissed off. Yeah. When, when Patton Oswald is one of the main people saying this guy is a giant asshole and working with him was a fucking nightmare, you're in trouble. When Ryan Reynolds backs him up, you're really fucked. You know? Like, I guess he was just abusive as shit to everybody on the set of 3. And that's where any poor quality from 3 comes from, is unhappy people behind the camera, in front of the camera. I mean, he was abusing the director. I remember Triple H on Howard Stern talking about shooting that and uh, what a just a prick Wesley Snipes and how rough he was with all the other stuntmen. But it was funny because when it came to their scenes, mm-hmm. he was always like really apologetic. Like, oh, are you all right, man? Because it's like, well, because I, Triple like H can fucking and throw like him through a wall. Pounds. Yeah. But he's and not like, a prop one. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> so he said, I remember him cl- talking about that, how, how just awful he was to oh, Wesley everyone Snipes, that wasn't Triple H. From, from personal experience, Wesley Snipes is a giant douchebag. Okay. I, I had to ask him to leave a bar once. <laughs> and his security guys were trying to start fights with me because he told them to. All right. five foot six of him. <laughs> Fucking midget prick. Hey, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm about 5'7", so. <laughs> well, see, you're still taller than he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, plus, I'm not roughing up stuntmen and treating everyone like shit. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, he was such a dick. So, Blade, all three Blade. of them. Yep. Just yep. a different spin on it, not yeah. your typical thing. No. And it's just him walking around kicking ass. And, and two, with Guillermo del Toro directing it, I yeah. think is one of the masterpieces of vampire movies. And it just had a different tone to it than the first one did. You it can did. definitely tell it's a Guillermo del Toro yeah. movie. Yeah, it was beautiful. Which obviously led to Hellboy then yeah. too. Yeah, So exactly. Um, oh man, how weird do I want to get? Um, You're pretty fucking weird. 
<laughs> in general. Um, I'm going to go mid-70s blaxploitation. Uh, Blackula. <laughs> Blackula and Scream, Blackula, Scream. Um, Blackula is, and this will piss people off, one of the best translations of the book of all time. It is, the acting is perfect. Everything about it was incredibly well done, incredibly faithful to the source material. Just a good fucking movie. And actually scary. And it's really interesting because it's black exploitation, it's kind of gotten thrown to the background. And this one shouldn't be. It, it is such a solid movie. And I can't believe that Chris just ran out of the room. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it, it, it's one of those movies that most people haven't seen because they just think it looks silly and it's a shame. Like we learned about this in one of my film classes that this was one of the, the, the better vampire movies ever made. Um, it, it, it I don't even know how to, how to expound on it. Yeah. You're going to have to, because I don't know shit about that movie like i, I nobody I, the, the name rings a bell but like again well, but yeah. that you know hey, what am i doing here it's, oh you're I'm doing not, great I'm not a not a movie buff ah uh, you don't have to be a movie buff all you have to do is be a guy that watches movies from yeah, time to time yeah, that that's that's me and 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 has strong opinions about but now those. i know i got shit that i can watch you do <clears> you do so. and, and you're next yep well uh that being the case I guess I could talk about uh, 30 Days a Night for a little oh. bit. Um, oh, 30 Days, days a Night. That's one mm. where I felt like we're talking about like concepts. Obviously, mm. that's a good concept. You know, yeah. It's nighttime for 30 days, right? Up, I don't know. Is it Anchorage? Is that where it's supposed to take place? Or I think so. I forget Somewhere where. in Alaska. Somewhere in Alaska where it's uh, you know night for a month straight. So the, yeah. the concept right out of the gate is pretty sweet. Um, I know, I, if I'm not mistaken, that that was based off a comic book it was. as well, right? It so was. It's one that Steve I, Niles I, wrote it. I don't think I knew that prior to watching the movie. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I think I probably wish I, 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 I did like it a lot. Um, I think I might have liked it more. Um, if I would, I could, I could nitpick a couple things, but I'm not going to get into that. I thought that the 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 vampires themselves, just how vicious, oh yeah, and like you know, I like how they look like they had they were. rows of teeth. Yeah, they look like yeah, sh like sharks or something. Yeah, they were really nasty. There was no like none of the, like that we talked about like the different tropes and stuff. You mentioned like there's the romantic type, like the Brad mm -hmm. Pitt, Tom Cruise, or Gary Oldman or whatever, and then there's like the more ferocious type. This is definitely more oh, of yeah. that alley, the monster. But then um, I forget the what's the leader's name. I don't even think they mentioned. They their don't names say his the, name. But in the credits, it's. I, but uh, like so there's Carlos obviously or something. Yeah, there's like a culture there though. They have they have a culture. There's something mm -hmm. uh, ancient, you know, about it. But they're mm -hmm. they're very. Uh, it, it's it's more like it, I, I think it's more akin to. Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't want to say like a zombie flick, it, but it, it really kind is. of is because they're is. boarding it, themselves up in the attics and trying to hide. And, it's that vibe, yeah. But you know, obviously, we vampires just by their nature, in in any you know, w you take your pick. They're they're always more vicious or more dangerous and lethal than zombies. Well, yeah, because uh, they can think. Because yeah, 
Um, and I think what what I, I one of the scenes that stu- stood out to me or that caught me off guard was when they're trying to get away in the jeep, mm. and all of a sudden it stops, and the guy lifts the fucking thing up in the air. It's like holy shit! Like yeah, it was evident that they were strong, but then it, they you really that. pushed that point home yeah. with that scene. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really, I did like that one a lot. Um, the only nitpicks that I would have, I think some of the actors, maybe some of the vampires were a little, I don't want to say, I guess I would say too over the top, although I don't think it's a fair criticism because they were kind of supposed to be like really, I don't know. There was the one guy that was walking <laughs> around all, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, calm down. But you know, whatever. What, what, for You're going to get some blood. One of the Relax. things that I thought was really interesting about it is I was a big fan of the comics, okay. uh, of the graphic novels that came out. And they were actually scary comics. Like the concept was good. The art was totally different than anything yeah. you'd seen. And it was beautiful. And so I went in hoping that they would capture that. And the first time the guy's face changes in the jail cell in the beginning with the first vampire that gets to town and he does that and his eyes go to little black slits and his mouth opens up and everything contorts inwards i was like oh my fucking god it looks like the comic and it was cool because like that scene he didn't even kind of know what was happening to him yeah you know what josh hartnett was kind of looking at like oh like what the uh, but yeah fuck is happening they, they look dude. sweet i'll give them that they did i think the only other nitpick i have to say was the head punch oh yeah that was kind of that was cheesy you've been a vampire hell. for 10 minutes dude you're punching a hole through the leader's head uh, sure eh, but <laughs> he, or, he was already a badass before yeah i guess so and just made him more badass yeah turned him into rambo that's a really cool movie though it is. that's a great pick actually it is it's totally fucking different it is. And, yeah. Yeah, I have no argument with that one. And see, I like that, like, with the zombie genre and the vampire genre and all these. I like when they bring out stuff that's different, so it's not always Dracula. It's not always, you know, The Walking Dead. Fuck that show. Um, Fuck and, The Walking Dead. Yeah. Right yeah. Okay, I'm not starting. Ass. Don't get me started. You're not going to get an argument from me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with another 80s one. Okay. Fright Night. Oh, oh yeah. Just, you Peter know. Peter Vincent Vampire Slayer. This is basically oh. an Alfred Hitchcock vampire movie. It is. It's, it's, it's rear, rear window, window with, vampires. with vampires. Absolutely. And just Peter Vincent, I mean, that character. Roddy McDowell at his peak. Yeah. Yep. That was Roddy McDowell at his most Roddy McDowell. Well, what's crazy is that it's not even that huge of a role like he's a central character but that character is, is only in like 15 it's, minutes of it's movie. iconic yeah. you know when you talk about fright night that's who you think about well I him mean, and evil ed yeah what was the main character charlie brewster charlie brewster, brewster. brewster. you're so cool brewster <laughs> this is a fun movie same as like what we were talking about earlier it has that kind of adventure Yep. element to it this yep. movie's been actually i think kind of remade a couple times i mean they remade fright night as fright night but um disturbia, disturbia with shia labeouf very is much. very much the same movie and then what was the other one that we just that just came out a few weeks ago 
that use the same kind of thing. The but creepy I, neighbor next door kind of coffee. Yeah, thing. yeah. I can't. There was something that just came out a few weeks ago. I can't remember what it is right now. I don't know. But anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, Fright Night. That one is up there for me. Mm-hmm. This is again on oh, Chris Sarandon. Chris Sarandon is so good in this movie. Yeah, and he's not always that great of an actor. No, he's 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 usually pretty fair to Midland. But you put him in this, and he just fits that role because perfectly. He, he, he's not afraid to chew the scenery for it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, he was w- willing to go over the top when he needed to go over the top mm-hmm. and tone it down when it needed to be toned down. And he walked and that line really well. He did. He did, and it was really fun to watch. That one, I even liked the remake. I loved. Anything that Anton Yelchin did. Yes, the remake was good. I was in. And and David Tennant as Peter Vin- Vincent right. was sublime casting. Well, because this is one of those stories that can kind of translate to different decades, too. Yeah. So the remake kind of worked, mm-hmm. you know, where a lot of the shit doesn't yeah. now with remakes, but this one did kind of And they work. didn't even try to humanize anybody anymore. Mm-mm. Nothing. They just wanted to tell the story. Same and story again. The same story. Add, change it up just enough to say that it's a remake instead of saying it's an homage. You know? Um, yeah. Oh, I, I fucking... I yeah. Loved I watched that fucking movie. I watched both the original and the remake recently, back to back. And uh, I and actually, it was the first time I had seen the remake because yeah. I was really, you know, skeptical about it. You know, but uh, I actually was pleasantly surprised at how much I did like the remake. Yeah. Only thing that I really didn't care for was, well, I mean, I didn't feel the same emotional investment with the main character. Uh, not quite, not on the same level anyway. Yeah. But. Um, but I think how much of that do you think is that we're not that age anymore? That that could be. Well, actually, I never even saw the original Fright Light until. Later, now, I oh, didn't okay. see that one when I was a kid, so uh, I don't think I was. I, I think I was in my twenties when I saw that for the first oh, okay. time. So, but um, and the CGI, I, I wasn't a fan of. Yeah, the, remake. the CGI I that was pretty had shitty. Some... Um, but you know, uh, it, it, it wasn't. It wasn't bad. I didn't think it was bad. I thought Colin Farrell worked. I think, like you just said, the casting it was fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, Colin Farrell was an interesting. Um, yeah. Hey guy. Yeah. Hey guy. <laughs> Like oh, like like he was he was suitably creepy. Colin Farrell is one of those actors that if you put him to good use, he works really well. Oh, yeah. But if you don't put him in the right role, he's grating. He's like hard to watch. Yeah, I've seen a like uh, Bullseye. Yeah, Daredevil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like no, no. He would have been perfect. You think so? Yeah, I think that. What the problem with that movie was was editing. We'll get we'll cover Marvel yeah. movies on another show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Fright Night, that's one of those uh it's like a modern classic. It is. It really is. Um Man, you're putting me in a in a putting baby in a corner. Yeah. You know, I brought it up earlier. Everybody everybody that listens on a regular basis knows John Carpenter is my favorite director. Uh, you're going to have to go John Carpenter's Vampires. Really? Oh, I love that fucking yeah. movie. Oh, I hate James Woods with a passion. <laughs> fiery, fiery passion. He's a total cock. Even though Michelle loves that part of him, um, if I remember correctly, <laughs> so she kept on claiming that James Woods can 
she can sit on his face. Yes. If I remember correctly. Michelle. Michelle. Ah, our lovely Michelle. Um, <laughs> that movie was so fucking fun. I mean, so over the top ridiculous. The the scene in the Sun God Motel where they're having their after vampire slaying party and the master vampire shows up and cleans house. And the the moment that he uses a knife edged chop to cut somebody's head off, you're like, this movie is dumb and fucking hilarious and is totally worth investing in. Like that movie had everything going for it. Daniel Baldwin was terrible in it. <laughs> terrible. And I loved him for it. He's terrible in everything. He is. He's such a mediocre actor. Um, <laughs> but I don't know how, why that movie is one of those ones that I watch at least once a year, at least on bad years. It'll be three or four times. Um, why? Because <laughs> why? it's fun. Um, I mean, it's, it's obviously not John Carpenter's best movie. And I'd say it's probably his bottom three, which for his catalog doesn't say a lot. I mean, that's still pretty fucking good. Yeah, because he hasn't done a lot of movies either. And most of his movies are fucking spectacular. Um, I don't know. It just, it, it felt like John Carpenter's answer to my next movie that I'll do when we get to later, if we get back to me. Um, so, yeah, Chris, it's you. Is it me? No. It's you, Dan. Oh, Dan? Dan, right? No. Yeah, sure. We'll go with Dan. Uh, okay, Travis. <clears throat> All right, Travis is in the house. <laughs> uh, Matt. Yeah. Matt. Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, it, it well, I, I, oh, I am so bad with names. It's, it's, it's totally fine. Um, I guess I can talk about Interview with the Vampire. Um, that was one that was probably my favorite when I was like 14 or yeah, 15 or whatever. When it came out. When it came out uh, I thought it was fucking awesome. I thought it was, it was actually at the time probably my favorite vampire movie. Uh, at, at watching it more recently, it's gone down a little bit for me but i still like it it's um, still really good yeah i um th th i really actually like the soundtrack a lot oh, yeah. um in fact uh whoever owns the rights to it just blocked one of my youtube videos because i used the uh i was compare i was doing like a compare and contrast with the witcher 3's blood and wine soundtrack with interview with the vampires because i think that uh cd project red kind of lifted if you will uh some of their music from yeah. the vampire i made a video about it that i would direct you all to but it now it's blocked uh anyway i'm getting <laughs> um yeah i don't know i thought uh tom cruise was phenomenal antonio uh, the, pretty antonio much the, the entire cast movie. um i brad pitt is brad pitt i don't think he was phenomenal but it worked his character worked um but yeah everyone else stand out there's a reason for that okay go ahead he actually hated making this movie doesn't um apparently he had issues with they had to do the full corneal contacts anytime he'd do anything vampire once he turned into a vampire he's wearing full eye contacts for the entire movie and apparently he would be stuck with them in for like 12 hours um and so was, he was constantly in pain he didn't see the sun 
for nine months of shooting. He was always fucking only up at night because that's when they were shooting. Um, yeah. Um, he was at, he was just fucking miserable making that movie. Um, they went, they approached him afterwards to say, we want to make more of these. We think this is going to do really good. And he said, you'll have to find a new Louie. He's like, I can't do another one of these. That was too much. Um, so that's, that's where you get his performance from his anger stuff in that movie was spectacular. He was so good at being mad in that movie and <laughs> angsty, but whenever his, his, the rest of him in that movie was kind of like, oh, dude, this is like a bad My Chemical Romance song. Yeah, that made that makes sense because I, I I remember the scene where he grabs Christian Bale and is like, ah, you know, Tom Cruise. That. Are we talking about? I was talking about Brad Pitt. Or are we talking about? No, you're talking about Brad Pitt. But you said Tom. You said uh, when he grabs Christian Bale at the end. Do you like dying? Do you like being food for the immortals? Oh, no, oh, oh, Christian Slater. Yeah. When. What did I did I you said when Bale. Brad Pitt grabs Christian Slater? I'm sorry. It's yeah. okay. The, the Christian uh, Bale is what was throwing me off. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> it's no, all good. No worries. No, um, yeah, no big deal. But uh, yeah, so that he definitely sold the the anger. Oh aspect yeah, there. That's that's for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think I'm. I, I don't know. But uh, anyway, uh, the, the the whole set, everything, the soundtrack, Tom Cruise, I thought was actually my favorite part. He was um, really. I I. I was a huge Anne Rice fan before it came out, and I was really worried that Tom Cruise was going to be terrible as Lestat, because first of all, the character is 16 in the books, um, and is mean, like mean, mean. Um, he, he's a little fucking prick through the entire book, and he's got that snotty 16-year-old thing going on for an entire movie, or enti entire the first book at least. And so they, they announced Tom Cruise and I was like, are you fucking sure? <laughs> like, okay. okay. I, they I, were yeah. cashing in on his like peak and Brad Pitt's peak at the time. Well, that well, you always, they always, people tend to age up and when it comes to yeah. film and television translations. Well, Anna Rice was pissed. She wanted to make it in the eighties. Yeah. She actually wrote the character with one actor in mind. Do either of you know? Tom Rut Cruise. Rutger Hauer. Really? Young Rutger Hauer is supposed to be Lestat. Wow. Yeah, but was he young enough in the 80s, though? Yeah. Rutger Hauer. Yeah. Yeah, because think about it. He was probably in his, yeah, his mid-20s in the 80s. Yeah. I mean, he was probably early 30s when he did Lady Hawk. Yeah. You know? But yeah, it was, it was supposed to be Rutger Hauer. Hmm. Um... That movie made Antonio Banderas, or started Antonio Banderas' American career. Oh, for sure. Um, it made vampires cool again for, fuck. Well, it like started the years. whole trend. Yeah. You know. We started getting just tons of vampire movies after that came yeah. out because everybody's like, ooh, vampires are sexy. Um, and then, and then we ended up with Twilight. So yeah, are they, is is Anne Rice to blame for Twilight? No, Problem? no, no. <laughs> if you read her books, it's all bondage S and M um, with weird Christian leanings. 
that's an odd combo. It is. Yeah. It's really interesting. It's really weird. Her later books, she has one that is literally a retelling of the New Testament, according to vampires. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's... For us highly religious folk. Yeah. She's not. That's what's interesting. Oh, I know. She's not religious. I know she isn't. I oh, I thought just, she was. She just found it interesting. I thought she was religious. I no, thought she was she, very Christian. She's like a witch. Or like recently become very She might have recently done it. Yeah. But when she was writing this shit, no. Right. No, not when she was writing it, but I thought in recent years she really oh, yeah. become a born again Christian, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. I could be wrong about that. I don't know, because she's still hosting one of the biggest parties in New Orleans every Halloween. Um and but the exciting thing about interview is that we're actually getting the Vampire Chronicles as a TV as a uh I think Netflix or Amazon picked it up. Um, and they're going to be doing a, a series instead of solo movies. So that'll be interesting. You have to pardon me. I'm Googling whether Anne Rice is. I'm watching. I'm, I'm, I'm looking. Oh, at- no, she is. Yeah, she is. Uh, there's a thing about her being committed to Christ online. So, yeah. That's depressing. Um, all right. I guess I'll go next. Uh after years of pondering and searching the great gift of our faith in our Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior came back to me. That's Anne Rice. There you have it. There you have it. <laughs> so disappointing. It really is. It's all good. Nah, it's fine. Um, Spit it out, bitch. I think I'm going to go funny. Yeah? I think I'm going to go once bitten. No, I, was, I was waiting for that. I think I'm going to go once bitten. Little... Young, uh, what's his name? Jim, Jim Carrey. Carrey. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then it ha- also has um, Cleavon Little from Blazing Saddles. Oh, my God. Is the manservant to the head vampire. Isn't that Jim Carrey's first movie? It's his first big movie. Okay. Our first starring. Um, I think he did Deadpool before it. The Deadpool, not Deadpool, right. Deadpool. Yes. Where he was... Uh, Axel Rose, the heroin addict. Yes, um, <laughs> which I always thought was. Kind I of saw weird. that in the theater. So did I. Crazy. So did I. Um, that movie is still funny. Um, I don't know why it's still funny. It shouldn't be. It's incredibly dated on every level. It's Revenge of the Nerds meets Vampires. Sometimes that makes it more funny though when it's dated. Yeah. To me, like, oh my God, this is so absolutely eighties. It makes it funny. Oh, it it is painfully eighties, and I think it's it. Um, Courtney Cox, I think, is the girlfriend in it. I think so too. And oh, like, there's nothing <laughs> that you should like about the movie, yet you do. And it it, I I, I fucking love it. Cleavon Little is the incredibly gay sidekick is fucking hysterical it's politically incorrect it's almost insulting on every level through the entire movie but being of the age i am i remember loving it when it came out so it's 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 got a little bit of the sentimental thing going on Ooh, what's chris looking up i'm looking up this movie what's bitten yeah it wasn't courtney cox though who was somebody that looked like her Karen Coppins, Copins, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, she played the girlfriend. All yeah. right. 
she probably had a career of about three movies. Yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I'm going there. All right. I'm going to throw a crazy one out there uh-huh. because this movie is so fucking awesome. I'm wait- See, I've been, there's one I've been waiting for one of you guys to fucking From throw. Dusk Till Dawn. Uh, that was my... Was oh, it? That was going to be my next one. I forgot uh-huh. what it was. In- well, we can share in the love of this movie. Oh. This is like the full metal jacket of vampire movies. Like how <laughs> Full Metal Jacket starts out with one thing, you're in boot camp, and then we go it to Vietnam. It's two separate else. movies from dusk till dawn is that. It's one thing at the beginning. You think it's going to be this crime movie. Even you think it's, it's going to be another Tarantino yeah. joint. And then it turns into a balls to the wall, fucking crazy ass vampire flick. And one of the best country blues <laughs> um, soundtracks ever, ever. And then it's got the mariachi thrown in there. In Salma Hayek. Oh. Let's Santana just stew pandemonia. Let's just stew on that for a minute. No, we don't need to okay. cuz cuz the last thing this podcast needs is yet another circle jerk. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with that movie. You really can't. Um it's got something for everybody. It's George Clooney at his George Clooneyist. Um <laughs> Quentin Tarantino completely over the fucking top. Um, uh, what's her name? Um, Juliette Lewis in her weird, like, I'm 20-something, but, like, mid to late 20s, but I still play 16-year-olds. Yeah. Um, still playing the character from Cape Fear. Yeah. Like, she never stopped. Like, yeah. She still bit, does that character. I know. And it's really uncomfortable seeing her play that character as a mom. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, and Harvey Keitel. Yeah. Holy fucking shit, Har- Harley Keitel, Harvey Keitel in that movie. I mean... He's, like, potent in this movie. Oh, he is. Yeah. He is. It It's him... It feels like his character from tax, uh, Taxi Driver, the pimp, had become a preacher and then gave it up. Yeah. You know, like where he's got that hardness under there and you can see it. You can tell this dude's a badass, but he gave, he, he gave himself to God and now he's trying to figure out who the fuck he is again now that he gave up on God and, oh, fuck. I mean, Tom Savini as sex machine with that fucking cock gun. (laughs) What are those revolvers for nuts? Yes. 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 The barrels, the shaft with with two chambers on the sides as as his rotating testicles of doom. Um, yeah, I mean Cheech, fuck Cheech's speech. Like who fucking doesn't remember that? You know this movie just. I, I keep falling back on this, but it's like these eras, you know? Yeah, like this was the nineties. And it, that movie is so quintessentially 90s. It is, but it's so great. Like, I don't feel like we get stuff like this anymore. Like we how we were talking we about the Lost different. Boys. Yeah, you think so? Like, we have a, it's a new flavor now. It's weird. It, now it's Ex Machina. It's Mandy. It's uh, Upgraded, where we're getting beautiful filth. Yeah. 
It's a little more meta now too. It is. It's it it, but I mean every generation we has their own weird unique voice. The seventies was humanist. The eighties was blow and hookers. Yeah, it was over the top. The nineties was introspective and angry, and now we have meta. And we'll see where we go next. Yeah. I mean, we still get great shit. Yeah, we do. We do. So, Matt, do you have another one you want to pick? That was going to be my last one. Man. Yeah. That's a, I'm trying to think. I know I had to have seen more vampire movies than that, but uh, my memory, man, is... Uh, I'm with you. Don't, 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 smoke, don't smoke weed. <laughs> I did way too much of that back in the day, and I think I really fried my... Uh, long-term memory My even does pull down you mentioned you mentioned like who who no, you can't forget cheech's speech and i'm thinking oh shit i forgot what are you, i forgot I pussy, pussy, pussy. yeah i completely yeah. dude so much of that movie even escape i have to go back and watch that again i, I don't think i've seen it since like maybe 2000 there's three of them too yeah i know i'm i'm not really too worried about the, the other second ones. two were actually pretty good and yeah. the tv series was fucking great Nobody can fucking watch the TV series, and it was produced by Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> I mean, it was fucking solid, solid movie or series. Um, yeah, I love everything to do with that. Somebody mentioned Thirst. I haven't seen that. It's what I think it was Japanese. What is? I know. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that that's one that I, I mean. I'm throwing it out there that I have to check out. I'm aware that I have to check it out. Yes, yes, you do. It was really solid. Um, I guess I'll take the last movie if go ahead. You don't mind? Have at it. I don't mind. I think we're about done, or we're almost done. We're close. We're close. Yeah. Oh Um, wait, wait! I have to mention this one. I'm sorry. I'm just looking at this up online. The Lair of the White Worm. If you've never seen this movie, Matt, I'm calling that. A vampire movie, but at the core, it's a vampire movie. It is, and just... dude, the visuals in this are worth it. Just that was Wes Craven, turn... right? I can't remember who did this one, but yeah, the Lair of the White Worm. Oh, it's Ken Russell. Ken Russell, yeah, and it's a Bram Stoker story. Yeah. All right, go with your last one. So, following on that Bram Stoker nod, um, I'm going to go a little weird. Uh, <laughs> everybody. <laughs> talks about the original Bela Lugosi Dracula. Um, what nobody knows is that at the exact same time, on the exact same sets, they made the Spanish language version of Dracula. Um, and they literally, they would film Dracula, the American international version, during the day. And then that crew would pack up and, and move off set the Spanish crew would come on and do the same movie. And How weird. Incredibly weird. And it's a better movie. It's a lot better movie. Wow. The guy who plays Dracula is passionate and has more presence than Bela Lugosi did. Bela Lugosi had that kind of dispassionate like stand there, wave his fingers yeah. and all eyebrow movements and, and, and focusing on his eyes. The other guy is very Latin. Like it's a lot of arm movements. It's a lot of putting uh, himself into putting it, putting himself into it. Um, because it was a Latin movie, 
the costumes are more revealing for the women, um, which is a little interesting to see at that time. At mm-hmm. that point in time, you're seeing like deep plunging cleavage lines and more passion from from the actresses. Everybody, every aspect of it was better. Um, they even filmed it better. Like in a lot, if you carefully watch the Bram Stoker one and you look at the backgrounds on any of the outdoor scenes, you can actually see the corners of the walls <laughs> that make up the woods because the woods were just painted on, on yeah. a wall yeah. around the back behind the, the balcony. But you'll they'll move the camera and all of a sudden you'll see that you'll see the perfectly straight line of the of the corner of the room. And this one that you don't as often. Um, it's just beautifully done. And huh. it, it out of the two, it's the masterpiece. The, the Bela Lugosi one is still great, but the Spanish language one is a m- much better movie. And that, that box set that I bought, or that yeah, I got for my the... birthday, um, the, uh, the Blu-ray re-release that they have now has, has, both, of them in it. has both of them in it. And the Spanish language one, it's the first time it's ever been fully restored and put back together in its entirety for, uh, for anybody to see. So I strongly recommend seeing, seeing it. It's so so good. One thing we did not touch on, and we should have done this earlier, but Matt, I did want to ask you about your YouTube channel and what you're doing with that. Well, right now I'm not doing jack shit. No, um, no. I mean, <laughs> um, right now you're on. He's I, on I, our I, podcast. Everything that I do, I do in like little spurts, right? So I'll, I'll get motivated for a week, and then I'll I'll, I'll move on something. Um, but right now, right, it's honestly throughout the entire summer, um, my company has been very like open to overtime. So I work <laughs> as many hours as I can. Yeah. Now m- m- that said, m- the goal. Um, cause I've had the YouTube channel for a long time and I never really, I always, I enjoy doing it. I enjoy doing this kind of stuff. I like running my mouth, throwing my opinions mm-hmm. out there and, and engaging with people and stuff. And I like shooting things and being creative and stuff, but, uh, I never really had direction with it. Like I never, I, I liked game, game of Thrones. I'm a huge fan of. Right? Yeah. So oh, yeah. for a long time, that's really all my YouTube channel was, was me and my buddies doing this type of shit on a much lower level like just doing like google hangouts and stuff yeah talking <laughs> show and, um so for a while that's all i was doing and then it i never really had a lot of success and then i uh started getting drunk in my garage and cursing and bitching about just random stuff not about politics not about anything serious just life stuff right and uh, all of a sudden people started subscribing and you know it's not a big subscribership even yet but it's it's I'm having more fun with it now, and I'm getting a little more uh, attention now on it. Than What's I ever the did. channel? It's just Stones Malone, which cool. is my you know my Facebook. Yeah, but colloquially everybody knows me as Stones Malone. Like mo- you know most people on the internet and stuff. Most well, of my funny, friends. Like when I watch your videos, like you have this thing where like you can just talk to the camera and you're totally comfortable doing it yourself. I can't do that. Yeah, I, I don't think I could do it. Well, like, you do this. this well, yeah. Thing. But yeah. Th- th- this is, is more This is a co-op? It's about us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is you more know? of a co-op. Right. So, like, yeah, I don't know how you do that. 
like even when I do the little five minute updates that I've done on the page, the video updates, I have to film those like 10 times. <laughs> well, you know, I, I will be honest because there's a lot of times where I'll uh, I'll say because I just do it on a phone. I just take my galaxy and I put it on a yeah. little prop and, and, and I look at the, you know, the lens yeah. and just start going. And there have been plenty of times where I'd be like, hey, and, blah, 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 and then I and then ah, fuck and start over. And then yeah. ah, fuck, start over like three or four times. <laughs> by the time I get to like fourth. Right. I'm pissed, and I'm and so some of my more energetic videos where I'm like, all right, and I'm going real fast, and then right, kind of, that's because usually I've already tried like four or five, and I 10. keep getting more and more <laughs> sauced, and uh, so yeah, and it's then amazing how kinda, alcohol does that. It does, and then you know there are still videos that even I and I, whatever like I I, I I I I'm still trying to find new things to do. Like I did a. Uh, of you know Van Halen uh, Eddie Van Halen guitar solo like I, I found like that. the best uh, online covers and I like kind of showcased them and reviewed them and stuff. It was all the beat it yeah guitar different solo like covers. YouTubers that play guitar covering beat it and um, that's awesome. And then uh, I'm actually a part of a couple uh, small YouTuber community groups on social media, and uh, so you know you make connections there. And I did a live stream with a, a guy who I kind of befriended. Uh, who has a channel dedicated to autism. He, he has autism. Oh, that's cool. And, and um, he's a really cool guy, really sharp guy, fun to talk to and stuff. And so I kind of made connections with him like, hey, you know, it's one of those issues that is, I think, the total, obviously we've totally shifted gears here, but no, that's uh, fine. I, that's fine. I, I think that's an issue that um, it's very prevalent you know, it is. within society now, oh, and it's yeah. also still misunderstood. As 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 much more awareness as there is mm-hmm. yep. nowadays than there was twenty, thirty years ago, it's still something that I, I admittedly don't know a lot about, and was genuinely curious to like talk to, to somebody who can explain it to me and, and and walk through it with me. And so I did that, and who knows what the hell I'm going to do next? I don't. The bottom line is, I don't know what the channel's about. I just do whatever I want. But and see, that's, that's a good the channel's thing. About, the channel sounds like it's about you. It's basically it, yeah. But yeah, you know, that, that's all it needs to be, man. If you and that's good, fine. If you got the personality for it, you got the personality for it, and yeah, we'll see. You've got to watch his. I'm um, being like, I watched it. I'm like, dude, this is like crazy. Like he can talk for an hour to the camera, and you don't yeah. stop. Well, the beat it thing was me just relying on other people to like you yeah. know it's like look yeah. at this guy he's awesome look at this guy he's even better. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I just I get bored, and again, my social life sucks because you know it, it's the thing by the time and my kid's a night owl you know he's like, okay he's three and he he likes to stay up late it's tough getting him to go down by the time and in my weekends fall on wednesday and thursday so oh, I work shit. The weekend, oh, yeah. so my I, my weekends are in the middle of the week when all my friends are in bed and stuff and i'm like man there's nobody yeah, to talk to so let me just bitch at the camera about stuff that's awesome that's so. actually awesome but it's a good outlet it yeah. is. It, it feels good. Like, and I think I mentioned the other day. Like, I a couple things that I I get into religion and, and belief and stuff here and there. I, I, that's actually something I want to get into more because it's a big part of my life. I'm not religious at all, but it was a bit. You know, I grew up. Yeah. And then an atheist. Yeah. And then, so, but I like big issues like that. I I, I love. To, that's one of my favorite topics. I tend to if avoid you ever want politics. Me on the show. Oh, cool. <laughs> I tend to avoid politics um, just because. It's it so just polarizing me. and angry. It's, it's it's very polarizing. Um, I lost a lot of friends over it, and and yeah. oddly enough, I'm like a centrist. Like I don't. I'm like kind of apolitical, but I still have like my opinions on this that. So if I go a little this way, somebody still gets pissed, and I'm just like, you know, it's not. No even, matter what I you don't, say, I don't have enough intelligent things to say on it to warrant <laughs> me even t- going there. So 
but yeah, that's about I it. I think it's okay to be a little centrist, though, because at least you're seeing all aspects of everything. Yeah, sure. Yeah, at least your head's not so far up your ass that you... Never mind. I'm basically here's where I am <laughs> in, in, in that regard. I'm aware enough to know how ignorant I am and uneducated I am, and I don't need to fucking talk about shit that I don't know about. That's so, nothing wrong with that. That's basically where I am. Yeah, right on. Um, I have one thing to add before we 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 sign off. We Do forgot it. a major movie. What's that? We forgot a big one. Near Dark. We forgot Near Dark. Yeah. Um. Catherine Bigelow's masterpiece. I know we just talked about it. We last, talked about it late last ago. week. Last week we was talked it last about week? it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that has to be on our list. That is one of the best vampire movies ever made. And so, people that are we're sitting there writing down your comments. Yeah. At this point, fuck the, you. I got there. <laughs> the people <laughs> are going to hate comment us. You didn't mention this one. But yeah. Oh, we'll get those. We got that. We got it in there. <laughs> All right, folks. This was episode 99 of Real Crime. We'll be back next week with big episode number 100. Yeah, we have no idea what we're covering either. Yep. Woohoo! All right. <laughs> Thanks for coming out, dude. Not yeah. a problem. It was great having you, man. Yeah, it was a good time. I'm, I'm uh, glad you guys invited me. Bye. Visit us at www.themoviesleuth.com. And find The Movie Sleuth on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and iTunes.